Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 441st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my excellent co-hosts. We have, I I don't know who goes first, Uh, we'll go alphabetically. We have, uh, (laughs) we have Linian. Hello, good morning. And then we also have... Seth Vilo. My name starts with an S. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, maybe we should go alphabetical by first names. It was still the same order. Never mind. Um, okay. Um, so moving on. <laughs> moving on. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast, where you can get every every Pokemon discussion topic from the TCG to the video game to everything in between. Like Thatch's really sweet Lugia pen holder that he still has yet to take a picture of, despite saying for for I think now it's it's seven months saying that I'll do it. My God, <laughs> that seems accurate, actually. Uh, well, yeah, that's when I went to Japan. So October to to now, yeah, that sounds right. Seven months, everything sounds right. Uh, <laughs> everything sounds right. Oh. Uh, so welcome back if you're new. Welcome, welcome if you're or no. Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. There we go. <laughs> That's how that goes. Uh, we've got a good show for you today, and we've got uh, some bubbly personalities. So I, I guess I'll ask you guys: What have you been up to in Pokemon since the last time you were on? Have Have you booted up the game, Seth? Because that might yeah, put you over me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did a couple raids a couple days ago, but other than that, I've been just doing showdown and TCG. So, I mean, I've been doing stuff. That still counts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been playing a lot of Go too recently, actually. Yeah. I booted that up the other day too when I was, I actually did have to go into my office for work once and, oh. you know, leaving the house where there's actually spins and stuff like that that I could see because I can't see any from my house. So, I don't yeah, really yeah, get yeah, any see. benefit. So, that was kind of cool, and the Hoenn event is going on right now, mm-hmm. so, you know, the best generation, so yeah, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. Uh, the greatest generation. I, I do yeah. have to say, Hoenn's, Hoenn's grown on me, but I think it's only just be, been because of, like, recent Pokemon. Um, I, I don't know. If, it's just, fair. like, it's like, like Gen 5, I would have been like, yeah, I still think Hoenn's the worst, but it's still a good game, right? Like, I, I never thought that Gen 3 was a bad Pokemon game, per se, just that mm. it was, like, it's not the best Pokemon game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's still a Pokemon game, so it's still a good game. But I think in like, it, like maybe even after Alola, just probably because Ultra Sun Ultra Moon just like left a really bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, this is probably not the worst one anymore. <laughs> I, I like Owen. I don't know why exactly. Maybe I like water, but 
also i think gen one and two even though they were the original i've been playing since the beginning too they just didn't Mm -hmm. firmly attach with me probably because there's so many warm colors honestly there that's probably it but i think if you just look at the region of kanto in general it's just very boring it's boring it's very basic right it was the first it was the first one so that makes sense and i I can respect that Mm -hmm. i mean but then you start getting to like they they started having like ideas for other regions because they tried to make just like a generic pokemon world with kanto and and Mm -hmm. i i think they accomplished that it is very generic but yes i'd say after Mm -hmm. that every single region has had some kind of personality yeah. Right. Like yeah. even Johto, like Johto's like, hey, by the way, this is like very Japan. Like, here you go. I wouldn't even say Kanto felt very much like Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, From the dev stories that I've heard, a lot of it came down to just they did not have the disk space to make it very personalized. Yeah. Like they couldn't didn't have a lot of assets. But when they hit Johto, they were familiar enough with the engine. They started being like like the whole shrine in Ilex Forest. The reason mm-hmm. that that exists was it was super easy to cobble together out of uh, tiles that went other places. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So they were familiar enough with their engine, they could make a memorable location. And Kanto suffers from being uh, such a big game, like data intensive on the original Game Boy, that they just kind of had to make oh, yeah. grass. It was important to get terrain more than it was to get personality but it doesn't hold up largely because of that yeah no i i'm not saying like i i think people look back at those games all the time because like they're definitely a product of their time as well like gen one did Mm -hmm. good because in comparison to other like game boy games that existed at the time gen one pokemon was a pretty good game yeah all things considered um even with all the glitches and all of the problems it had it was still a pretty good game overall and then you, I mean, it, obviously it doesn't have to hold up. I mean, you can keep improving on things, Pokemon. Um, you're allowed to keep improving on things and bringing back features that people like. Um, but it's, uh, I, I, I mean, they did very well. I think Gen 2 has done very well. Gen 2 is the one that I like really attached to, obviously. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's just more because that's the one where it like really solidified, like, this is something that I really, really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really want to, I really want to keep playing. Um, and that's when my fandom cemented. So I mean, they, I think that's part of it. Mm. I think that's part of it. But yeah, Pokemon Go is happening. Uh, I've only been doing it mostly because of FOMO uh, for the Galarian, uh, the Galarian forms. Mm. Because if you don't, if you don't uh, complete all of the research for all of these tasks by the the end of the month or within the time frames, because it's one every week. If you don't complete them, you don't get uh, you you get an opportunity to catch the Galarian forms in the first week of June. And um, I, and if so, like, I'm just like, man, I have to do this now just so I can get the Galarian forms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, because they're putting in some, they're putting in like some of the Galarian Pokemon too. And by that, I mean like Obstagoon and Berserker are going to be in the game. So I, I'm well, very, I missed to pick up the game again. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very interested in uh, how, like how those models look just because they're the first like post 3DS models we have imported into Pokemon Go. Ooh, yeah. That's, Point. And so maybe that's like the only reason I care, but at the same time, it's just like, no, I kind of want Berserker. So I'm going to go get Berserker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully my Meowth candy work on my Galarian Meowth. That's what I'm hoping. Cause I have a lot yeah, of, I mean, Meowth it candy. should, they evolve from the Evolve. same chain thing. Yeah, it, it, I'm very, it's the difference between Butterfly candy and Dustox candy. They don't exist. Mm, They're that's just true. Wormful. That's true. Never mind. You've, you make a, you make a very valid point, Seth. So thank God. Uh, same with Zigzagoon candy then too. I'll yep. probably have enough zigzagoon candy. 
Yeah. And then I think there's a couple of them. I forget which ones exactly, but there's a couple more that are also coming out. I think Stun- Galarian Stunfisk is one of them. Uh, I don't oh, even yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I don't even have a Unovan Stunfisk. Right. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, cool. Stunfisk got a Galarian form. Very memorable. I only have like eight Unovan anything, and I think none of them are Snivy. <laughs> none of them. I have a lot of Snivy. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. It, I, I, I like playing Pokemon Go right now. Mostly mm-hmm. because it gets me out of the house for like once a day I go for a walk. Uh, yeah. I, live, I live like a mile away from a park. So, you know, you just go walk down to the park, walk around the park, come back home. Must be nice. It, it is. Yeah. It is. I'll be completely... Going to be completely honest with you, Seth. It may or may not be part of the reason that I selected this house is the one I, that I purchased. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just like, hey, I just, well, mostly because I, I like walking. I, when I was a kid, I, I grew up at like outside of city limits and mm. I never had a sidewalk or anything. And it was such a pain to like go anywhere, like as a kid. And so, uh, when I, when we were looking for a house, I'm like, no, I want to be in a neighborhood with like a sidewalk where I can like walk to things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that, especially when I was like in, in Columbus, um, when I was living there, like I, you, you've heard of that. You, you were actually at that apartment, um, no, where, I was. I, where I lived right. Well, one, I lived in like four different apartments in Columbus, Seth, but you were at the one where I lived right behind the Kroger and yeah. that was the, uh, that was the best place I ever lived, honestly, in terms of location with things. Easy peasy. Go to Kroger to get your lemons to squeezy. Dude, that's exactly what I do. I don't think I ever bought like a grocery load. I think I would just buy all of my groceries like one or two bags at a time. Go get your day of things in the morning. Yeah, no, essentially like, <laughs> essentially like, essentially like, hey, I'm thinking about cooking this for dinner. And then I just go and get like those ingredients. And then you still have stuff left over, right? After you like gr- have one recipe. So that's like how I stocked up. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, I want to, I want to cook this. I want to cook that. And then inevitably it was like, oh, I already have all of those things. Uh, welcome to the cooking podcast, everybody. Uh, this is just living in an apartment next to a grocery <laughs> store. I do live down the street from an Aldi's now, so it's still not Ooh. bad. Yeah, Aldi's. Uh, they yelled at me the other day because I I walked over there because I just tr- I've just been trying to walk and like be active. Um, and Yuck. they uh, and like I was walking in and they're like, "Here's a cart for you," and I'm like, "No, thank you. I'm just here for some bananas." Right. We need your quarter. The only way to appease the elder yeah. God. Well, so they said, no, sir, you need this cart. And I said, no, I'm getting a banana. What the heck? I'm just getting some bananas. They said, no, because of social distancing, everybody has a, has to have a cart. And they already put oh, the quarter in for me. Yeah. To make it more oh. difficult to be around people. Yeah. Okay. That's the reason why. And I was just like, I was like, okay, if that makes you feel better. Cause like you see people like stop their carts and just like walk around the grocery store anyway. Like this isn't accomplishing anything, (laughs) Uh, but whatever, it's fine. Um, So I got my bananas and then I left (laughs) (laughs) and that's the story. Powerful story. Yeah. That, then I found $20. Um, So that is the (laughs) story of Thatch going to Aldi's, but uh, I played Pokemon go on the way there. There's our tie in. Okay. There we go. So, Welcome to uh, the Puckle Podcast. We do have some news to get to today, guys. So let's switch on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. 
in the news, we've got a few things to talk about um, because Pokemon actually did things this week. Who would have oh, thought? Gasp. Ga- last week they did like nothing, and this week we actually have a lot of things. Uh, one of them is the topic, so we're gonna we're gonna go over that later. But um, the Wild Area event uh, currently has shifted away from the competitive Pokemon, and now will feature Gigantamax, Pikachu, Eevee, and Meowth for individual weeks over the next three weeks. I think, unfortunately, when the show comes out, Pikachu is already over. <laughs> well, yeah. Just about end. So Gigantamax Pikachu it is running until May 18th, which is the day that this show comes out. So it'll probably go until very close to the end. Um, people keep saying it can either it can have Surf and Volt Tackle. Fun fact, uh, because I didn't realize uh, that a lot of people didn't know this, but Pikachu can already learn Surf and Sword and Shield yep, at, from a, a TR. TR. So... <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, From an HM in previous gens, the world may never know. We will never know. It's fine. Uh, Eevee is going to be May 19th to May 25th, Gigantamax Eevee, and Gigantamax Meowth is going to be available May 26th to June 1st. Uh, So now all of these can be shiny. They couldn't be shiny previously. They were shiny locked. Um, And they can have their hidden abilities. In, In addition to that, the only one that's good is Pikachu. So, uh, there you go. There you go. You you need G-Max Pikachu to actually care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because G-Max Eevee isn't that good, and G-Max Meowth is definitely not that good. G-Max Meowth is good but for one thing and one thing only, and that's making money. Yes. I, I mean, if you didn't buy the game at launch, I think it's a good way to get a G-Max Meowth otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. But that is it. But we've got adaptability G-Max Eevee, guys. I think that might be what it needed to push it into competitive. No, it's not. Don't lie to yourself. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm not lying to myself. I'm lying to the viewers. Seth, tell me tell me more about how COVID-19 is uh, affecting Pokemon. Yeah, this is your weekly your weekly plague update. So you know how <laughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. That was just You know how last week we mentioned that, you know, the movies coming out or something like that, but it, it'll come out in the middle of July-ish or something like that. And that's when the movie will come out. Yay, not anymore. The <laughs> The movie Coco that has Zarud in it and the shiny Celebi and something to do with time travel, blah, 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 has been indefinitely postponed. Bum, bum, so bum. that makes us kind of worry about some things. Number one, we kind of start to worry about when people might get their distributions of Zarud and the shiny Celebi. We don't know when mm-hmm. those are happening or if those are delayed. Another thing, if those were being tied into the DLC release... Who knows? Maybe the next announcement. I don't think they were tied into it. I mean, I don't either. I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's an assumption on my part. It's a Seth Vilo assumption. So if it's wrong, sweet. We get DLC at the same time we were going to in mid-June. It's but good because it's a lot not, of your things are wrong. Like Armor Evolution. Armor Evolution. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Some of those GVAX got armor let's stop like, let's just uh, stop, <laughs> let's stop. So, i mean if i'm wrong awesome i'm i'm happy about that but you know they may end up delaying that as well because if there's I, no deal I don't see, to land in i don't know i don't see i love armor getting delayed i see crown tundra getting delayed at this point yeah i can that's see really that. what i see i see crown tundra yeah. instead of coming out like i, I would assume october ish time frame getting pushed to like december yeah i could see that, that. 
That's kind of what I what December I'm imagining 20th, right now. when it's still fall and they can hold their promise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's that's honestly what I see. I see that happening more so than anything else. And I'm sure they'll be like very apologetic about it as it's happening as well. Please understand. Uh, it, it kind of. I think it'll be better than the please understand. I'm sure it'll be like yeah. we know you already paid money for this uh, because that's a lot hey, of people have that happened. <laughs> Because we hadn't paid for money, we hadn't paid money for Pokemon Bank yet at that point. So, yeah, uh, I, I think with people have already pre-ordered the DLC, including all of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that might be a problem. But uh, I also don't. I'm not too worried about the U.S. distributions of Zarud and Shiny Celebi either. Those are going to be at GameStop anyway. So what's no, oh, please no. Uh, I I don't Those know if they'll be at, at GameStop. But... I don't know if GameStop is going to survive this. Let's yeah. be. Let's it be might real. be at Target. There we go. It might be Pass. a Target. Uh, I don't mind Target. Target's nice. If I Target, if Target just, GameStop. if Target like put GameStops inside of them, I might go. I'd be okay with that. Like, like what, instead like of like those the, places in a Walmart, it, you know, instead of like yeah, an kind of like thing, that. It's a GameStop. Yeah, yeah. It, it like says it's a GameStop inside the Target. Like, like it's exactly in the same place that you'd find all the video games prior in Target. Target. Ugh. If but then, Target started selling Think Geek stuff, I, my life would be complete. Honestly, yeah, I, I think Target. This is a okay. So uh, we usually the moment tell, is now. We usually say we usually say, "Hey, Pokemon, this is a really a good idea. You should take it." But right hey, now, Target. I'm just saying, "Hey, Target, I'm just saying this is a good idea. You should take her. You should take it. This is free." Um, uh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, tell me more. Tell me more, uh, Lydian, about Twilight Wings. I guess. Um, <laughs> Uh, Twilight Wings, the thing that you keep forgetting about that it, uh, you go, oh, that came out. Then you watch it and feel like weirdly emotionally invested for five minutes and then forget right. about, uh, it's coming out June 5th, uh, as scheduled. Um, it was previously stated that Nessa would be the focus of multiple episodes for some bizarre and completely unpredictable reason. Uh, but it's <clears> unclear <throat> if she's the focus for this one or if they're going to move it to a different character and then eventually bring it back. Uh, so, Twilight Wings has just been weird. I yeah, but I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's just weird. Yeah. yeah, it's what's surreal about it to me is I remember uh, the Pokemon Generations thing that they did uh, yeah. where they did those things, and I remember that each time those came out, it was an event, and I would sit, I would watch it, and they were all great. Even the ones that weren't great were, were fun. Twilight Wings. I feel like I enjoy each individual episode more, and then they're spontaneously gone from my memory the moment I close the tab. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's just because they don't come out as frequently. I think that's honestly the answer, because Generations came out weekly for 18 weeks. <laughs> for 18 weeks, we had an episode. So, I mean, that's that's what? That's like four months straight yeah. of just like a new episode every week. And it was it was a Friday on top of that. The release date was a Friday. They were smart about it um, because it was just like, hey, noon on a Friday. What else are you doing? Who's actually doing work at that time? Nobody. So you open up your laptop at work and you watch your Generations episode for five to ten minutes. Uh, on top of that, I think they were slightly more relatable. Um, they, they, there was definitely nostalgia there, but it was slightly more relatable yeah. just in that. It was a lot of older games, and it was just it was really cool seeing some scenes that we were all familiar with, like play out in anime form. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of things that had been implied to have happened just off camera. Finally, we got to see what it actually had looked like. Yeah, the Charon one to this day remains one of the most distressing things I've ever watched. When she's just eating the the nothing on the plate. Yeah, it's creepy. 
It's yeah. legitimately creepy. It's so weird. Uh, it, it's so cool, though. I, I do miss those. Uh, I don't think Twilight Wings is bad. I, I think it's good. No. I, I just wish oh. it was one, like, a continuous story arc. Um, but it, it, it's also cool. It's a nice slice of life. Hey. Uh, yay. Uh, ah. Of the Pokemon world. <laughs> so. No to get that. Ha-ha! I did it. Uh, moving on, though. Pokemon Go has announced the next Community Day is this upcoming weekend, May 24th, and will feature CDOT. I like that they're making the Community Day Pokemon worse. Um, Shiftry will learn Bullet Seed, and players will receive three times capture experience during the event. Well, that's enough reason to go play. Um, yeah. Three times capture experience. Go pop a Lucky Egg. That's six times capture experience. It's crazy. Um, Community Day will run from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. because they've extended the hours for COVID. Um, and Niantic is also hosting a 24-hour stream that I'm sure Woo! Seth will watch. Dang from right May 24th to May 25th that will showcase CDOT and other Pokemon in the wild. Heck yeah! Woo! Players can also purchase special research for the event called Seeing Double, as well as the standard Community Day bundle. Uh, exciting times. What if they drop a Galarian form? They, they won't. They're not. Gonna, I know, but what if they do? They won't. <laughs> They've already discussed how they're going to do it, uh, and it's actually in that next piece of research for What you. if it's Galarian CDOT? Oh my gosh, you're done. You're done. They're not going to show anything new during that stream. Seeing double thatch, it's a double C-dot. I, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> but you can go you know, ahead so- and you can you can do this next piece. You got it. So back to Pokemon Go news still. Until May 22nd, the throwback is doing Hoenn research, like I mentioned, and there's a Groudon encounter for completing it. A couple things are new for this round of Go stuff. Shiny Skitty can now be found. So, yay. I mean, that's um, something that, like, Pokemon Go players get really hyped for. Yeah, I mean, but Skitty? Eh, eh. They're, they're running anyway. out of Pokemon they haven't already made shiny. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, so you've got, a, you've got a week to complete it, and completing all four of the throwback research will get them special cool stuff, that, like what we mentioned earlier. You get mm-hmm. access to the Galarians. Zigzagoon, Meowth, Darumaka, and Stunfisk. Darumaka the was the one I missed. That was Yeah. It. Yeah, and that's those will happen June third through eighth. So you've got some time. I'm very excited for mm-hmm. it though. Like I just want I want Galarian Zigzagoon and Meowth specifically. Yeah. So, <laughs> I want those specifically. Um <laughs> all right, uh Lydian, take us home with the with the end of anything we care about in Pokemon Go. <laughs> well, if we we're doing anything we cared about, I would have been done with Galarian Zigzagoon. But yes, uh, continuing on as part of the document. Uh, beginning on May 19th, you can relive your uh, Gen 5 OU nightmares because Terrakion will be the, in-feature, the featured encounter for five-star raids. Nice. So get that. Uh, this is the final week that Pokemon Go is promoting uh, those single Pokecoin packages. Get them if you ever want to play. This is the uh, final week? So easy. I didn't realize yeah. there was an end day for that. I thought they were just doing it like while COVID was happening. And I'm just like, here you go. What's COVID? Huh? Okay, sure. Uh, finally, Niantic has announced a, t- a new feature that is being uh, added to Pokemon Go to assist players to understand uh, in understanding what they can do while playing at home. Six categories, catch, gift, battle, research, buddy, and style. Basically, they realized that putting everything out piecemeal without any form of tutorial system was probably a very yes. bad idea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
So they're retroactively patching in ways to explain their convoluted insanity. It's getting really, it's really bad because like I was really scared of Pokemon Go Battle League until I just tried it recently because I'm like, I don't really feel like laddering in Pokemon yeah. Go. And then, yeah. and then there was like a mission where like you have to battle a trainer in like one of these, one of these four. So I'm like, fine, I'll just like give in and go do like a, an early one. And I did it and it was nothing like I thought it was. Because it's never been explained to me. And it's not even a ladder. It's just like, hey, you do five battles against other people in the same like category as you. But yeah. honestly, if you just did five battles in the category beforehand, no matter how well you did, you ranked up anyway. So <laughs> yeah. so who cares? Um, and so like it, it ends up being like if you don't play like right as the season starts, you just end up with like a bunch of easy battles. <laughs> Because it's some guy who's just like, yeah, these Pokemon fit. I just want that sweet leather jacket that you get only if you <laughs> unlock veteran tier. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's odd. It, I don't know. It's just like they're very bad at explaining. I do agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other in the so that's it for Pokemon news. We do have some Puckle news, some very quick Puckle news. Uh, in May, we are doing a giveaway for patrons like we do every month. Well, these are the dates and the Pokemon we're giving away. We are giving away a shiny hidden ability Gigantamax Pikachu and a hidden ab- shiny hidden ability Gigantamax Eevee. Um, it would, uh, it, it's also, we're giving those away. I believe, I forget which one's for $5 and which one's for $10. Um, but P. McGee put it on the Patreon, so you'll know. Um, there are four distribution dates, uh, May 23rd, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., May 25th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., May 27th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., and May 30th, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Now, you'll notice one thing that's very different. These are all four-hour events instead of two-hour events like they have been previously. We are changing the way the distributions work. It's no longer going to be manned by Thatch. The distribution codes are going to be sent to Patreon, and during those times, if you put in those distribution codes for either Pokemon, you'll be able to get that Pokemon at that time. Makes sense? Makes sense. Cool. Um, the that, future is now. Thanks. Thanks to a, thanks to a second switch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is it for that, though. This is it for the news. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, or we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Seth and Linian are going to be operating today as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you sent in from the Discord server. From the Discord server. Not a random email. <laughs> not, a, not, not an iTunes review. <laughs> not, not, Thatch's, not Thatch's DMs. You didn't call Thatch and give him a trivia question. Well, I did, but that one didn't get on. No, it didn't, because you know why? It was not in the Discord server, in the the Trivia Submissions channel. Fun fact, that's where all of the trivia questions come from. Like I've said. (laughs) 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 But without further ado... put the singing telegram away. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm gonna get, like, somebody's gonna, like, send smoke signals to my house and be like, "My, my question didn't get on the show, Thatch. Let me cancel this Uber real fast. (laughs) 
Moving on, though, uh, they're going to have five questions to answer, each worth, each worth one point apiece, except for the one that's not, depending on how bad they're doing. The, they'll get two or three points. Then they do have a lifeline and a hint that they can use at any time. However, if they get all of the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. They are in a race with their fellow co-host. To see who can get 30 points first, they'll get a $20 credit to, to PokemonCenter.com. And on top of that, you as a fan, if your question is right on the show, you'll get a $20 credit to the sponsor of this segment, AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop to get all of your cool nerd geek artwork. I don't know how to explain them further. That seems like a pretty apt description. Yeah. Other than they're very nice. They're just very nice people. They're so nice. They're so nice. They're my convention buddies. I really enjoy them. So go check out AnimeGravy.com for that. But on that note, let's dig into it. Rivi has put together a nice list of trivia for us from the Discord, and I'd be remiss if I didn't read it. Our first question this week is going to come from... 3Mac Attack. Which generation introduced the least amount of flying moves? Hmm. Huh. Huh. Least amount of flying moves. Which one introduced the least amount of moves, just in general? I feel like it'd be uh, one of the more ass- modern ones. I would assume eight because seven just added so, so many, like everything had a signature or something, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if the Z moves would count. That adds a, one or two. Just about two. I think I can't think of more. Um, well, Gen two did not. Oh, I added a bunch. What am I saying? Um, it also did things like change gust to flying, so that wouldn't count though, because that's not introducing a new move. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Um, well, I also had. I know it's definitely not four or one. Okay. Just because four had it, uh, so many moves got added to for physical special split. Yeah. So get rid of four one. Um, I four, I don't one. think it's going to be two because that just. Added a lot more. It kind of fleshed out the rest of the game. Uh, I think it mostly changed moves, though, for flying. I mean, what what flying move can you think was even added in Gen 2? I... Other than, I think, Arrow Blast? I'm not sure. I know there's probably a couple, though. I, I'm guessing. I don't know. Because a whole bunch of so... random like status class, especially moves, got added in Gen 2. Yeah, but I... what status class flying moves are there? I don't know. Tailwind? setup moves of, of some sort i don't tailwind remember. is gen is gen like five mm-hmm. feather dance is gen three i can't think of any a uh, defog is four i can't think of any i think it's gen two yeah all they did was change it because peck wasn't until gen two but they changed it mm-hmm. uh gust all of those standard stuff that i can think of for like hoot hoot and those things all of them are just Gen 1 retypes. I'm going to say Gen 2. I'm good the with only it. That's uh, Aeroblast. I'm not very confident, so I'm good with it. Generation 2 is correct. Sweet. Uh, the only nice. flying type move that was added was Aeroblast. Nice. <laughs> signature move. There we go. <laughs> that one for one. I'm picking this next this next question solely based on the person that submitted its name, BT dubs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so this is from egotistical Elekid. I think we've asked this question before. 
<laughs> but in like a different <laughs> format. I'm very curious to see if you get it because I think this is like the third time I've asked this question. Okay. Oh no. What is the only fire type Pokemon other than Darmanitan Galarian Zen Mode that can learn Powder Snow? So it's obviously a Gen 1 boy. I don't think you've asked this at least since I've been on. I don't know if that's true. Within the, I guess it's now like a four year history of Puckles Pokey Quiz. I have asked it a couple of times. Uh, uh, fire types. Uh, is there anything that evolves from a, uh, Vulpix comes to mind because of the thing. They don't, there's not really any, I wouldn't, I mean, I assume that that, that wouldn't count, right? It's not a fire type. Yeah. That one's not fire yeah. type, but I feel like there right. might be some kind of cross between them. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a random egg move on the other one or something. I don't know. Or a Pokemon that can change types. Oh, duh. Idiot. What? cast form oh right <laughs> cast form sunny day cast form that is correct okay <laughs> uh cast form sunny form is the uh is the only other fire type pokemon that can learn powder snow outside of darmanitan galarian zen mode how specific <laughs> i've asked this question before it was before galarian zen mode mm-hmm. existed but one of these questions doesn't have a name attached to it for question number three, so we're going to go with the one with the name attached to it. All right. So this one is from Haley, and Haley wants to know, this is a Pokedex entry, obviously, because it's your third question. Right. Haley wants to know, it's Pokemon Sword Pokedex entry says, this Pokemon is quick to anger, and it has no problem using its prodigious strength to get its way. It lives for duels against Obstagoon. Who's that Pokemon? What? What? Duels against Obstagoon? I feel like I should know this. Yeah, you should. Prest- um, Prestidigia Anchor? Prodigious Strength. Prodigious Strength. Prodigious. Prodigious, bruh. Prodigious? Pro- prodigi- prodigious? It's prodigious. It's prodigious. That's how it's pronounced. Prodigious? They just said it a lot in Digimon, Digital Monsters. Can you, could you read that again? This Pokemon is quick to anger, and it has no problem using its prodigious strength to get its way. It lives for duels against Obstagoon. The only thing that I can... There are only two Pokemon that come to mind when I think duel. Uh, uh, from that are Surfetched and... Uh, oh, what's the name of Clawbopus's up? Uh, Grappleocked. Those are the only things I think of with dueling. You know, like a one-on-one thing. But I think Grappleocks are all about how it murders things, and like yeah them. yeah and i don't think surfetched is that that talks about like how it duels not like duels against things specifically and it's not really that it's strong but it's, it's, but it's that quad it's... super effective though how about how does this may be stupid but how does something like machamp sound uh that's prodigious yeah but no because it always talks about like right <laughs> So that's all about, like, how hard it punch. Its punch can knock over a, a large bus. It's like, cool, Machamp. But see, that's what makes me think Surfetched. But that's not quick to anger. That's like, it's won many fights, and it's old, and it has a, a vegetable. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it has a Vegetable. Vegetable. <laughs> Uh, put that on my tombstone. Won many Wait. fights and is old. Has a vegetable. <laughs> and has a vegetable. <laughs> Buried with his leek. Rare. Rare. <laughs> and it's, it's sword. 
version for what that's worth. I don't really think it's worth anything. Well, you played Shield, didn't you? I did. So that's why I, I'm kind of at a loss. <laughs> Not gonna I, feel, lie. I feel good. I feel pretty good about about Surfetched. Uh, I don't feel amazing, but it might be Galarian Farfetched, but that doesn't seem like they would pit it against Obstagoon. I don't I don't think either of those are right. Because the birds are all about how they no. have, it, like low key hinting what? at how you have to evolve them. Yeah, but that's why it would be the the final one after. I can't. I'm gonna need an answer. The only, uh, it's like that or Hitmonchan, but that's all about how fast it punches. Yeah, how fast it punches. I need an answer. How fast, fast it punches. Kick. Sir, uh, I'm gonna say Surfetched. Are you gonna argue? Sure, go for it. Surfetched is unfortunately incorrect. No. The answer is Pangoro. Of course. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Lee. Pangoro. Obviously. Fun fact. Uh, all right. That notable Pokemon. That notable Pokemon. Remember that's in Pokemon Sword and Shield? Pangoro. Smogon's having a tizzy over it right now. So yes, really? it is. Really? It is? It's somewhat kind of OU viable. Hmm. Makes so, sense. Yeah. All right. Next up is your question. Since you got one wrong so far, this one will be worth... Uh, actually, this, there's only two answers for both these choices. So you get two point, points. Blame really, <laughs> not me. Cool. Uh, this one is from Poliwo. And, ooh, we're not going to ask that one. Mm, no, eh, no, actually, we'll ask that one. Uh, oh, which dear. two ground-type Pokemon cannot learn Earthquake? There's two of them. Curses and Fulgarity. Uh, I'll tell uh, you that they're both dual-types. Yeah, they would have to be. Uh, one is Gen 3 and one is Gen 5. I don't know if this is actually correct, but I'm going to find out. Okay. Gen so let's, Gen 5, I'm going through my head. Ground types, go lurk and go let can. Oh, yeah. Actually, that no, makes can. sense now. Okay. It's correct. Yep. It is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mask can. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm thinking of Gen 3, just because that's the kind of person I am. Yeah. Um, the Gen 3 Pokemon is hard to get in Pokemon Go. That would help if I played Pokemon Free Go. Free hint. Somebody's yelling at their car radio. Wait, no, they're, they're yelling at they're yelling at their computer speakers while working. You know from what? Home. Do you want to just? Uh, no. What's a hard ground type to get and go? Because... What the heck? Um, I'm I'm thinking. I feel like I'm missing a jet. Uh, Excadrill definitely. Can. I'll give you both types when both types. You, uh, 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 I'll give you the types that are missing. Uh, if you use the hint, I mean, um, might as well. I don't think I. We've gotten a wrong question. I mean, I want to save it for the base stat, to be perfectly honest. All of these lowest ones always throw me. Fine. Okay, give us the types. All right, the Gen 3 Pokemon is a bug ground type. Oh, okay. The Gen 5 one is water ground, and it's neither of them are fully evolved. Yeah, I've got the Gen 3 one. That's, um, oh wait. That's Ninkata. <laughs> yeah, I was like... You said. Ninkata is <laughs> yeah, correct. Yes. I was like, Ninja, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> a water ground that can't learn Earthquake that's not fully evolved. Um, the only thing I can think of would be stupid Tadpole is comes pure water, mind. isn't it? Yeah, Timpole's pure water. Palpitoad is ground. So I guess it would have to be Palpitoad because those were the only water ground. Well, unless there was another water ground in Gen 5. I'm trying to think. Water ground is a very popular type. Um... Those were four, that was three, that was two. 
Yeah. It's not Seismitoad, obviously. I can teach that earthquake. Stupid OU frog. I, uh, I guess I guess uh, that Palpitoad sounds right. It would have to be Palpitoad, because, yeah, yeah. Simple's, Simple has to be pure water. Yeah, I yeah, can't think of I anything say else. Palpitoad. Palpitoad is correct as well. That is two points for you guys uh, today. You are woo! four for four. Moving on to our final question, which is our base deck question. This one is going to come to you from, I guess, Farmer Fox. Okay. Which okay. not fully evolved Pokemon has the highest defense stat? Onyx comes to mind. I think it's like 185. It's not that high, is it? Cosmo, it's, maybe? It's, 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 it's 131-ish? Okay, yeah. Onyx is definitely higher. Because I think Steelix is 200 and Onyx is 185. That's why Onyx's attack stat is 35. Because it has uh, all of its stats somewhere else. Is there in anything speed else? And defense. Is there anything else that basically doesn't change stats much? I'm trying to think of anything that can just beat Onyx. It may be 165, uh, but even then, that's still uh, absurd. Well, yeah, because that that beats the other thing I was thinking, which was Double Aid. Yeah, which is like a fa- that's 150. 150. I, think. I, I don't have a better answer. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything else, so I think Onyx. Onyx is correct. Is it 185? Do you have it? 160. 160. Okay. Still stupid. Uh, it's still stupid yeah. high. So that does change up our standings this week, though. Yeet. So let me <laughs> go ahead and change up our standings. Uh, we are going to go ahead and look for Thatch's browser that has it in it. <laughs> That's the oops. That is just a Zoom call. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and <laughs> so you guys got five points. That does change up the standings today. Linian gets on the board. Yay. Let me, this is a very fresh ladder. Yeah. In first place, we have Sublime with 11 points. Dagnabbit. In second place, we have Seth Bilo with 10 points. In a four-way tie for third, we have <laughs> P. McGee, Whimsicott, R. Sigma, and Jushira with six points. And in seventh place, we have Linian with fi- five points. Scrawn, Dr. Shamu, and Basket are all tied for eighth with zero points and yet have yet to get on the board. All right, that is it for this week's episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We are going to kick things on over now to the topic. And we have another iTunes review this week from NYJets42. Awesome podcast. Just started listening, but I'm already in love with the podcast. Loving each and every one of the segments, and I'm learning a lot about something I thought I already knew a lot about already. Wanting to get back onto the competitive scene, this is also really helpful. Keep going and being awesome. Well, thank you. And if you want your review read on the show, review the podcast wherever you listen to us. We really appreciate it. If we hit enough, maybe we'll do another giveaway. But let's now kick it on over to the topic. And welcome back from your break. Not your break, our break. We're going to go ahead and talk about some other things that have been happening in Pokemon. Something that uh, I'm a little upset that Sigma's not here because Sigma and I have been championing this for a while. <laughs> both off, off the podcast and on the podcast. What happened is... We have huge news just for competitive Pokemon in general, TCG video game and Pokken because it exists. Yeah. yeah. Someone got locked into a contract. That is the only explanation. I'm going to punch the Pokemon. Yeah, brother. I don't know how a game with worse support than any other game I've ever seen. It's just like, yeah, we still have like a scene. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. It feels like that Mean Girls meme. Literally every time I see it, because it's just like, stop trying to make Pocket happen. It's not going to happen. 
Like, I think Pokemon Go battling will see more success than Pokken ever will. I, I legitimately think at this point, someone is locked into a contract that it had to be supported for X amount of years. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. It has to have been. Okay, so the 2020 uh, International Challenge for May has been announced. It's happening next weekend. Uh, you can get Ultra Ball Guy shirt. I will be joining it literally for the Ultra Ball Guy shirt. <laughs> but they've also announced, in addition to this, that they're doing a special Players' Cup event to replace the fact that we canceled Pokemon for the rest of the year. And this is really interesting because it's not just affecting like the video game Sword and Shield, but it's also affecting the TCG in the weirdest way possible, because the TCG yeah. IMO doesn't have a good client for some reason pocket. The winners of this Players Cup will actually receive a full travel award to a future international championship, which is kind of cool. Not Worlds, but it's something. It's not Worlds, but I, I don't know. Like, if I had the chance to, like, be like, yeah, I'm going to Australia for the yeah. Oceanic Internationals. Like, yeah, cool. Even, like, going to Europe for the European Internationals, I'm into that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be really cool. I mean, Ozzy and I can go get our beer. Exactly. There you go. It'll be worthwhile. Let's just dive into this because I just want to get the details on the floor and then we can we can yell about it later. So it's a two-stage event with a double elimination bracket in July and the finals in August. For Sword and Shield, you will qualify through the uh, the announced May International Challenge. The top 256 for North America, Latin America, Europe, and the top 128 from Oceania. Because Japan's like, we don't want those Australians going. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that That's a really bad joke. And I apologize to all of our Australian listeners because there are some. <sighs> that's so Sparky, weird that it's so no mean you. Sparky, Liger, there's a lot of you. Um, okay. No, we mean Liger. <laughs> so trading, trading card game, it's really weird because players qualify through the June ranking of PTCGO. Yeah. And I'll have Seth talk about that a little bit because my understand I don't know what they mean by ranking because to me, I think that's just like the regular ladder from talking to Sigma. That's not the case. And I want Seth to tell me more. Correct. And then Pockin, hey, you qualify by signing up. They, they're going to announce more information later because they haven't thought Pockin through it all, like how the internet works either, <laughs> because welcome to Pokemon. I don't think that they believe that their servers can handle a lot of people playing a lot of Pokemon at once. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly have that feeling all the time. I get worried. I think honestly, their servers are the reason that we talked about the 20 minute timer, I think last week or the week before that. And that's honestly, I think the reason why we have the 20 minute timer, I think in Pokemon Sword and Shield is just because they're worried about their servers. Other organizations uh, have zero faith in Nintendo Online in general. Evo this year, uh, they're doing Evo Online because, you know, the virus uh, so because of that, though, they had to drop Smash, which, if you know anything about Evo, that's like one of their biggest draws. Is they, They're one of the biggest Smash tournaments of the year, but they're saying that they they just can't do it with the, the support uh, and the, the connection issues. Smash is also like one of the big things that people were complaining about, because we, we pay for Nintendo Online, right? We pay the $20 yeah. a year, which is still cheaper than like Xbox Live and PlayStation Live. Uh, however, I'm okay with paying $60 a year if that means we get good things. Yeah. Mostly because even though we pay that, Smash still doesn't have its own dedicated server on Nintendo Online. Like, you're not connecting to a server to play Smash. It's still peer-to-peer. And that's the real big problem. And I think Pokemon's the same way. It's peer-to-peer. And that's that's why we have those issues. 
not only is it peer to peer, but they do this very weird thing where it picks a random port every time, mm-hmm. which means even for someone like me who has relatively decent internet, I can't use uh, Nintendo online functionality more or less uh, when I'm at my, my parents' place, because that random port shifting, the, the ISP just says, Oh look, malware and blocks it. I don't know how Nintendo is still this far behind on online infrastructure. Like, it just boggles my mind, because it's not like there aren't good examples of how to do it, and it's not like it's a trade secret for Sony and for uh, Microsoft to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't trade secrets. It's definitely something that they could just be like, hey, how do we do it? And they'll be like, hey, this is how you do it. I wonder how much of it is just them being like, we don't want to have people pay that much for an online service. They're, like, trying to sweeten the deal with all with essentially making Virtual Console a subscription service, which is weird. Please don't. Just let me buy the games. Also, why do we only have Super Nintendo games? It's 2020. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> I am just very confused. Why Why do they think that most people have nostalgia for the SNES? That was like a good... That was like, what, 40 years ago? 30 years ago? Uh, 30. 30. That was 30. It was 30. Yeah, it was 30 years ago. You're, the, the main target demographic is young 20s. No, we would have been we would have been N64 people. Yeah. Like, I think N64 yeah. is the nostalgia that they should be hitting. And they don't. N64? We're, we're, we're hitting GameCube era. We're hitting GBA. GameCube, I'm really, I'm really surprised we haven't had good emulation for that in yeah. a very long time. I'm very surprised because I think it'd be really cool for them to do a, like, if we got a virtual console release like we did with red blue gold silver crystal if we would have gotten that but on like right? the switch right i would have been okay with like coliseum and xd being ported that way especially with the rise like which is shadow pokemon appearing in pokemon go yeah i would say even some pokemon fans this is in their first exposure to po- shadow pokemon just take dolphin they wouldn't even be mad at this point i don't think so at all yeah it's right there <laughs> I don't think they would be mad at all. I mean, they have done that in the past, too. If you look at some of the Wii U emulators, they've just ripped other people's emulators. What are you going to do? Sue us? <laughs> yeah, right? They've just taken other people's emulators. To the point where, like, the signatures of, like, you know how they can edit code, so, like, there's just, like, yeah. one thing. If you pre- Yeah, it, it's just still in there. It's still in there. Yeah. And you can activate it on the Wii U. It's it's very strange. I I just don't understand their relationship with this. I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. I mean, we're talking about the company that gave us the Wii U. After the Wii. And then the new 3DS. Uh, I, I kind of understand. I just feel like I, I don't understand the internet problems. I just don't understand them. I, yeah. I do think this is really cool that they're shifting online to an extent. Yeah. This is something that I've been wanting for a while. I just hope that next year, even when next year, if we do have real in-person events, that we have something like this going at the same time. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. I think the best way to do it is to have some kind of mixture like this. I really think it's unfair to the senior bracket more than the master's bracket, but even the master's Uh bracket to an extent, because I I think a lot of the people who are good at Pokemon, I'm not saying like Wolf Glick and them aren't good, but I think we'd see more players bubble up if they could do it from their house. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think there are other good players who were on that caliber. Yeah, and they may not be able to go to an in-person thing due to whatever reason, be that distance, socioeconomic, whatever. Yeah. I, I thought about doing the circuit like when I was in grad school. I'm like, maybe I should do the circuit, like just do one one run at it, you know? 
And I mm-hmm. looked at what I'd have to do to get points realistically. And I'm like, man, I'd have to go to like three or four regionals and then play at all these championship cups. Yeah, it's like a yeah. part time job. And I'm like, man, I can't I can't keep up with that. You know, you're asking me to eat up something like 10 weekends a year. Yeah. You're asking me to take 20% of my weekends and be somewhere else to play Pokemon. And I'm like, I don't know that I could dedicate myself to that. I could definitely dedicate myself to like going to an international, right? I could say, hey, let's do that. And then to Worlds. I mean, that's great. That's three weekends out of my year. Like if I could just do a regional and international and then Worlds, I think that's the perfect thing to do. And then I can do another weekend where it's like, hey, I'm going to spend a few hours doing some matches online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Hearthstone a few years ago, this is back near in the shadow times of hearthstone they used to have it where every event was in person and they did that for about a year and then they dropped it and started doing more open online invitational the average skill ranking i would say shot up significantly and a lot of no-name players started esports careers out of this and it just came down to the fact that they couldn't afford they didn't have a team sponsorship and they couldn't afford $10,000 to do enough tournaments to start getting sponsorship. Yeah. But they had all of the relevant skill. And I'm wondering if we're going to see that. I'm not confident on the back end yet. I don't think we'll see it right away. But if something like this were to keep happening, I think you'd see it. Right. But you'll probably see a couple names that we haven't seen before really bubble. I don't think that you're going to see a whole bunch of people. If this became something where it's like, hey, we're going to host this like once a quarter. I think you would see it. I think you would definitely see more people bubble in. Yeah. I'm excited for that opportunity. Let's make a let's make like a slight shift, though, from like VGC focus to like TCG focus. And I, I want I want Seth to comment, though. Yeah, you got it. The way this one will work, it's not just the general versus ladder. It's the event ladder like the one that you pay tickets mm, for okay that's what okay so sigma was right okay he told me this and there is an internal ranking system that you can look up on pokemon.com if you go to your account and look up the leaderboards if you go to the tcg area scroll down a little bit there's a little leaderboard bit if you're logged in it'll tell you where you stand in the world so that's kind of neat i'm only a little upset that it's ptcgo <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a client that they have, and it operates well most of the time. My main gripe is there's no way to, in the game itself, like, purchase cards. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's my main gripe. I, I think we it has to be somebody cracked a pack and is going to trade it to you. Or you yeah. go buy a bunch of code cards from a vendor. Yeah, and I think that's a bummer. I think that's a real major bummer. Yeah. If this keeps happening, maybe they change it to an extent. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it too, it is cheaper. Oh, it definitely is. It, this is definitely cheaper. Yeah, it's an it's annoying, and there it's kind of sad that there isn't as good of a market, and that the trading thing kind of sucks. Let's be real here. But buying ten code cards in order to get Dragapult Vmax, which is a, maybe what it's going for now, is a lot cheaper than buying one twenty dollar card. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like five bucks compared to twenty. I, I would say I would say a one to four translation is pretty accurate. Hmm. So overall, it costs less money. It's just annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to take the top something. I don't think they've announced. Well, maybe it's in here. I'm trying to really quickly find where it is that says the top TCG players for that. There's a bracket that they've got, and I think they've published it somewhere. The top whatever people in that leaderboard for the event ladder will be invited to go on to the thing in, in 
July. And this is going to be taking place through all of June. So get your event tickets now. Start cashing them in and winning, playing tournament things. It takes so long to grind those. Mm-hmm. So long. And you've got to have a kind of good deck. It's not just like one-off victories where you randomly get stuff. You have to you have to top in like a best of eight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to be good. And one thing to note, make sure on Pokemon.com, your TCGO profile and your play profile are linked. Otherwise, nothing will happen. My only concern with this is that you could have people having other people run their account for them. That's my only concern. Well, yeah. But it's going to happen anyway. And honestly, this is better than nothing. Yeah. Even if it is someone else running your account for you. I mean, ultimately, it's the same thing. A good player got high enough in the ladder. If they flub it and have someone else, you know, the main holder of the account takes it and actually does the championship. Okay, cool. I'm paired against someone who's not as skilled. So, I mean. Honestly, I would have somebody do it if they'd be cool with me just being able to go to Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, friend, you want to win me a trip to Australia? (laughs) I'll give you some cool merch. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go buy you an Australian thing. I get paired with you. I play you from my phone versus me on my computer. You could also, with it being the event ladder, like the, the problem with the event, there there is a small problem with the event ladder too. Because like, let's say I get together with you and like a couple other people, we can cheese the event ladder. So there's like eight of us guaranteed to be in the event. Yeah, that's true. You can cheese that, uh, which is unfortunate. I, I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure somebody will do it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a team organized thing to guarantee guarantee place like they'll probably take turns like winning or something like that. Yeah, their ace gets to the highest point value and then their second gets to the second high blah, 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 yep. blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that's that's what will happen. The other thing I'm upset about is they used to let you buy like the tournament tickets and you can't do that anymore. Uh huh. So if you don't have them, which is upsetting, I really miss that. Like, I really wish you could pay into TCGO. I almost feel like they'll bring it back for this specifically i hope they do like i hope they bring it back to some extent like i would love to be able to buy tradable packs on tcgo mm-hmm. yeah they might not be they probably won't the only the reason that they probably won't and it kind of sucks is probably covid because trading cards hurt right now selling them especially and if this makes people buy more packs for tradable material mm-hmm. they might they are probably going to make more money off that than they would selling tickets. And hashtag support your local game store, whatever. How you can. Yep. It's going to be hard. You need to get physical packs. Do it there. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's going to be a thing, but I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, they did say that they were going to show matches happening. Yeah. And I'm curious about how that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless they're just like, hey, we'll send you a capture card. <laughs> Maybe server side they have something that'll watch it. I, if, if that's the case, I'm going to lose my mind because uh, I don't know. It, I, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't know if in a good way or a bad way. I just can't wait until the wind traders get caught because their streams, their matches got randomly streamed. I'll be very upset about that because if they can get into like a battle spectator mode like they can right now in in person. And they find a way to do that online and they don't give me access to it as just like a Pokemon player. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be upset because I think it's the coolest feature that is the most underutilized to be able to spectate Pokemon matches. I would agree with that. Yeah. If they could let you spectate Pokemon matches 
that would be the best thing in the world. Like they, we asked for spectator mode, like back in gen six and gen seven, they just somehow find a way to give it to us in the worst way possible. Every time they're a genie. That's what they are. It's one of those things where it's like, where you press the button, but then there's like a negative consequence as well. Like you get what you want, but every time you do spectator mode, a raccoon comes down from your attic and poops on your desk. That's, that's kind of how it feels. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Finally, a reliable source of raccoon. That explains all of the. Never mind. It explains everything. You press the button. That's why Rocky lives in your house right now. But, you know, Optimus, Optimus Seth here, maybe that's something they enable in the DLC. Who knows anymore? Raccoons coming out of stealing? Honestly, my biggest my biggest thing is I hope with the DLC, maybe not this one, but maybe like like Crown Tundra or something like that, they get a little bit more confidence and they just increase the timer. Mm -hmm. It's got a very low chance of happening. Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen that if they would open it back up to an hour like we had before, I would enjoy the game far more. It would give it more longevity mm-hmm. because I, I honestly haven't been able to play OU on cart. And I feel like a lot of other people feel that way as well. Yeah. The genie inside me just says that we will get that as they release the next game. Yes, that's kind of how I feel as well. I think it's going to be like, oh, here's the next game. Now you got the hour timer and I'll be like, mm, OK, I'll take it. <laughs> I said it before, like, I am a very simple Pokemon fan. It takes two things to make me happy at this point. Give me a reasonable battle timer and give me all the Pokemon. And that's all it takes. And then you've got Thatch, the champion of all Pokemon fans. Like, it's really, that's really all it takes. Yeah. I don't ask for much. I just want to know. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's part of the reason I haven't really picked up the actual physical game very often. I've rating. No motivation. Blah, 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 blah. There's, yeah, yeah. Outside of, like, raiding, I don't think there is. But even then, like, you catch a Pokemon there, like, what's the point? Like, what are you going to use it for? I mean, it's still fun, but, I mean, I would normally breed for my OU team and play that way. Exactly. A lot of a, a lot of people would just breed for that, and I think a lot of people were breeding for that initially when the game came out, and then when the timer thing was discovered, like, two weeks after the game came out. Yeah. I think that's when it was just like, oh, womp, womp, womp. Ah. Uh. I guess I could stop breeding my perfect Reuniclus. This is a really cool step in the direction. I, I'm sorry that it took like literally a global pandemic for it to happen. Right. Yeah. I think it's really cool that it is happening and giving people a chance to play from home. I'm hoping it's just more to come. I just hope there's more to come. Yeah. This has kind of flung the world into the the 21st century, basically, like in a lot of ways. I don't know about you guys with your work, but there's a lot more things going on about being able to work from home for people or things like that. And this just kind of fits in. Oh, no, no, no. I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Yeah, it, it like you said, it's kind of it's negative that it ha- had to happen because of this. But if this enables future things like one tournament a year, we're allowed to get travel vouchers for an international. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely cool. So. I'm not even doing it for myself. Like, I don't care that much personally. I think it is really cool, though, that it's going to give, you know, some kid in a yeah. some kid in a bedroom somewhere the chance to maybe show how good they are. It's note important to note. It's not a kid in a bedroom. It's a master in a bedroom. That's the only people they're doing this for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So kid is a loose term yes i but i'm i'm very excited to see like somebody who i don't know like the the typical person that you see like this is back to video game and then maybe this is a good place to end it but the typical person that you see i think going to these events outside of like wolf glick and uh aaron zang now it's, it's typically like college age kids mm-hmm. yeah these are like the well-off college kids that like have the money to travel yeah i think this gives somebody who's like 
Maybe maybe they're in like community college because they don't have a lot of money. I, I think this evens the economic playing field. I would yeah. agree with that. And that's something that I've always been all for in Pokemon. I think it's something that is just good in general. Like I'd much rather have somebody who who wouldn't have gotten this chance otherwise to win this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And maybe that'll happen. We don't know. We'll stay tuned. Yeah. I'm going to win with Stableye Flapple coming at you, you live. You can try. You can try. And so on that note, we're going to stop here. And we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz after this short break. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving. Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to Puckle's Pokemon of the Episode, not Poke Quiz. Our Pokemon of the Episode this week is National Dex number 758, Salazzle, the Toxic Lizard Pokemon. All of the Dex entries are cursed, so we're going to read. <laughs> so we're going to read the Shield one. Uh, the winner of competitions between Salazzle is decided by which one has the most males landed with it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Which one has the bigger army? It's like Pokemon cards. Who has the bigger collection? No, that's not. Nobody wins that war. <laughs> Everybody's a loser if they're comparing <laughs> Pokemon card collection sizes. Everybody's uh, a loser. All right. So this week we have Salazzle. Salazzle is uh, surprisingly okay. Um, I mean, not surprisingly. It it, it was always good, even in Gen Seven. Um, it was like I think it was UU in Gen Seven though. And that's because if it's base 117 speed and it's base 111 oh. attack or special attack, and then everything else is pretty much garbage and that's fine. Yep. Uh, nothing, nothing else is good about this Pokemon except for it's 111 special attack and it's 117 speed. 117 speed, I think is the most important. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If it, if it had about 10 more special attack, it would be dealing a lot, be doing a lot better, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I think, I think 117 though, is just like a really good speed tier. Mm hmm. And it got Fire Lash because we were just like, Heatmore doesn't need a signature move. Why did we do that? No. Uh, <laughs> physical Fire Lash. Let's give what it a, a fun physical time. fire move. Yeah. <laughs> what a good time. That's that's a move we should give it. I'm surprised it doesn't actually naturally learn um, Fire Blast in Gen 8. Mm. doesn't naturally learn it. You have to teach it via um, TN? No, TR. It's a TR. Most good moves are TRs. That's what I have to remember. Yep. If it's a good move, it's a TR. 
Ugh. How dare you talk about breaking swipe that way? <laughs> if it's a good movie, it's a TR. I like that it's T. I like TRs. I I thought I would hate it, but I love that they're they're all replenishable. Very like with fairly easily, fairly easily. Yeah. yeah, I like I like that you have to work for it, but you can get them if you need to. That's that's what I want to try to say. Mm-hmm. I, I like I think TRs were implemented well. Good job, Sword and Shield. Positive thing from Sword and Shield. Just saying. Ooh. Because apparently I just say negative things about it. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Okay, so tell us more about Salazzle and this team, Seth. You got it. We built this team for OU. This is actually the one I'm using currently, and it's a whole lot of fun. We've got, obviously, Salazzle with heavy-duty boots, the best item in the game. The ability is Corrosion, which I'll get to that in a minute. EVs are 252 Special Attack, 56 Special Defense, 200 Speed, Timid Nature, 0 Attack IVs, obviously. That is to be faster than things trying to outspeed Gengar and ba- other base 110s. Yeah, yeah. Faster than all those. There's nothing else important in that speed bracket. Um, the moves are Toxic, Sludge Wave, Flamethrower, and Nasty Plot. Now, Corrosion, for those at home who haven't learned... Allows Salazzle to toxic <laughs> things that would otherwise not be able to be toxic, namely poison types and steel types. So, Toxapex, which normally would have no problem switching into these stab moves, does not want to switch into Salazzle for fear of being toxic. It should also be noted that Salazzle doesn't have a good other ability. It's oblivious, so... I mean, you're running this for corrosion. That is yeah. the purpose of this Salazzle, basically. Okay. Because That's the fair. other members on this team are stopped by things like Corviknight, things like Toxapex. And if you Toxic them, end game, you win. You're They're fine. Scared. They're scared. They're scared. Yeah. And it's just hard to switch into. And it really takes advantage of the prevalence of Clefable at the moment. That's the biggest thing. I'm so upset by that. <laughs> that, <laughs> sen- that sentence hurts me. I love it. Just wait till DLC drops and we have to fear the wrath that is Heavy Duty Boots Volcarona. We'll, everything will change. Yeah. We'll still have Clefable. Oh, no. Clefable never goes away. Volcarona eats it for breakfast and uses it as setup fodder. <laughs> Get ready. We need Gen 5 Clefable. Ugh. Anywho, bringing up support for that, Salazzle is Como O with leftovers. It's got the ability Bulletproof. With 252 HP, 200 defense, and 56 speed with an impish nature. Its why moves is it, are. Why is that the spread? It's the spread to outspeed Aegislash. Okay, makes sense. Cool, cool. Yep. And it's got an impish nature, moves of Stealth Rock, Body Press, Earthquake, and Iron Defense, which is. Bulky Boy, yeah. It's Bulky Boy, but also Iron Defense is a sword stance. So for body press, yep. For body press, it's delightful. Body it's, press is, as I will always say, my favorite move from Gen 8. Yeah. And I mean, Kamo'o is your Aegislash counter. It's fantastic, because bulletproof means it doesn't care about Shadow Ball. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in and earthquake it, and yeah. it's just, it's really good with the other members of this team. I'm into it. Uh, so speaking of those, we have Ferrothorn with my favorite move, body press. Woo! <laughs> it makes it makes Ferrothorn a like a terror. It's it does. great. Magnazone don't cur. Magnazone don't cur. Uh, so <laughs> it doesn't have hidden power anymore anyway. It'll get exactly. mystical fire. It'll get mystical fire. <laughs> Magnazone. <laughs> That'll totally be a thing. So Ferrothorn has uh, iron barbs because it's a Ferrothorn, um, and it's two fifty two HP, two fifty two 
defense because it's a ferrothorn um and four special defense impish nature because it's a ferrothorn um <laughs> and it's got spikes body press knockoff because it's one of the few pokemon that actually still has it which well, again they, they all have another good thing that swish did bt does. they all have it now because home but well yeah okay okay i you keep thinking yeah never mind you and i are in are in different worlds We're because different you worlds. play OU. And I play, you need to have that little special Gen 8 plus or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. whatever it is now. And I I like that world better. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm. Mostly just because I didn't realize how bad it had gotten with like different moves on Pokemon. Everything until recently. Yeah. 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 Everything is toxic and knockoff. Yeah. So it's, uh, I I don't miss knockoff. I don't miss it. (laughs) I'll be completely honest with you. Um, And it also has Leech Seed because again, it's a Ferrothorn with leftovers. Yeah. Woo. So, I mean, it's just going to sit there and hit you. Yep. Uh, and set up spikes because it needs to do that for the, I guess, the main attacker on this team. Yeah. Um, the the other Pokemon is uh, Clefable that is on this team because it's a Clefable and it's OU. And it, ever since Gen 6, I don't think Clefable's not been OU. Yeah. That's correct. I went and looked it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Last time it wasn't good in quotes was when it was a terror in uh are you Yeah. It's a normal type. Yeah, it was back when it was a normal type. The fairy typing fairy type, I will still argue, is the best thing to ever happen to Pokemon. Physical special split. Counter argument. Uh if we can Truth. we can say that. I, I mean I think both of them are definitely instrumental, but I think fairy type was required to really balance things out. I, I think fairy type was something that had to happen because of the physical special split. That's what yeah. I should say. Um, so Clefable as magic guard, because it's a Clefable, um, and <laughs> 252 HP, aware. 252 special defense for defense. Um, why are the IVs seven speed? Seven speed is so you outrun hip out on. Okay. But are still the slowest thing on the field in order to guarantee that you're the slower of the two Clefables teleporting out. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cause teleport's just a U-turn. Um, yes, right? but with and- negative priority. Yeah, with priority. Yeah. Which is why you want to be faster than Hippowdon, because otherwise it will whirlwind. Yes. And so, Teleport, Moonblast, Wish, and Protect. Pretty standard Clefable. This is pretty standard, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's Clefable. Take us home, Linian. And uh, we have a very fun Gen 7 edition that everyone forgets is a Gen 7 Mon, Zero Aura, uh, with an expert belt. Uh, it's got Volt Absorb, because of course it's got Volt Absorb. Uh, its EVs are a little peculiar with, t- uh, 236 attack, 20 special attack, 252 speed, hasty nature, uh, that's minus defense plus speed. Correct. Plasma fists, close combat, knock off, and grass knot. Uh, it's very fast. Uh, expert belt means it's gonna hit very hard, even on things that have, you know, strong resistance, uh, bleh, not resistance, strong, uh, defenses. You've just kind of got all the coverage you could really want. You're going to get knockoff for some item removal and grass knot for those pesky uh, Dracovish counters. Which, speaking of which, uh, that's what the special attack EVs are for. It guarantees a one-shot on Seismitoad after one layer of spikes. Ooh. Yep. And that's because of our good friend, the Expert Belt, who increases super effective damage. Good thing that's never been an ability on a good Pokemon. (laughs) That, that would have been overkill. <laughs> uh, and rounding the team out, we've got the actual main sweeper, a Primarina. Ability, Torrent, because Liquid Voice is trash. Uh, we've got Leftovers with uh, 248 HP, 80 defense, 
44 special defense, 136 speed. Explain. Yep, and important to note also a calm nature. First of all, special uh, the the speed is so you outrun Conkelder. Okay. The special defense and nature and HP combine to mean your substitutes are not broken by a Clefable Moonblast, uninvested. Okay. And the 80 defense is kind of left over, but a cool benchmark that it hits is if you have not taken a single point of HP damage, you live a vicious rend. <laughs> okay. If you Very have taken cool. a single hit point, you have a chance to be one shot. Killed. Okay. So, uh, with that, it's got zero attack IVs, as you might expect, with Substitute, Calm Mind, Scald, and Moonblast, and helping you not lose that HP as the held items of the leftovers. You click Substitute, you click Calm Mind, and then you click whichever of the other two moves kills what's in front of you, probably Moonblast, and uh, you you just sweep everything up. Yeah. Water Fairy is a very good type. And it mm-hmm. busts the common balance cores that are here now, like Corviknight, Toxapex, Clefable. They cannot bust through Primarina. Ferrothorn without Power Whip, you know, like the one that we're running, cannot bust through Primarina. It's excellent at coming in on common cores right now and having a field day. Yeah. So when you wa- get this episode on Monday, it's useless. Don't play it. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Everyone starts running Power Whip Ferrothorn again. Power Whip Ferrothorn. Here we go. Cool, cool. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh, that is your Pokemon of the episode. If you want to run this team, it's always going to be in the Discord. You can try to run it on Showdown. Uh, as always, just go to the Discord. Link is in the show notes, as always. We're going to shift gears and kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Send in your email. to the mailbag the mailbag is the part of the show where you can send us emails at pucklepodcast.gmail.com letting us know what uh, you want to talk about we typically have a prompt last week our prompt is what pokemon would you like to see get a giant gantamax and we're going to go here and uh, read those here in a second but first of all this segment is brought to you by the energy drink green tauros the energy drink that gives you hooves Hoofs. Hooves. And if your email is well written and we like it, we'll give you like a fancy green roll on Discord. Woo. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll join such likes as the the illustrious Bo. So we'll go ahead and let's let's just jump into these emails. Our first one is going to be from Haley, Ice Trainer Haley. Hey, Thatch and Co. Ice Trainer Haley here. Love this week's episode. Definitely going to try out the team of the week. As much as I want to see more G-Max Ice types, G-Max Lapras is arguably the best G-Max anyway. So I started thinking <laughs> about different types that could use some more some more of that G-Max love. Is that by at first? Smell? I mean, it's not it's not wrong. G-Max Lapras is probably the best one. Is is yeah. At first, I was thinking about adding another G-Max flying type. The design for Braviary has potential to be absolutely amazing. Oh my Ooh. gosh, America Bird! Yeah, wouldn't that be great? When it comes to his G-Max move, it would be interesting to see a G-Max move that counters other G-Max moves, like G-Max Extinguish. With its powerful wings, it creates a whirlwind that does massive damage and removes buffs from opponents' teams. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I'm into it. It's like Haze. Yeah. It's like Haze. The only problem is, like, flying-type moves are, like... Yeah, Max Airstream is so Max good. Airstream is so good. Yeah. I don't know that I care. It would have to be something that you didn't want to be fast yeah. anyway. Yeah, that has to be it. I can't wait for Max Airstream Landorus. It's going to be a good time. How dare you? Yeah. 
Fun, 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 fun. Another one that would be really fun would be a G-Max Ditto. Ooh. My thoughts on a G-Max Ditto would be that I can only use this G-Max prior to transforming. If it transforms before using G-Max, then it would not work. The move that G-Max Ditto would have to it would be G-Max Metrodome, where it oh, transforms into a random no. G-Max Pokemon and uses its signature move. Oh, no. The keyword is random, so the trainer has to gamble if it would be worth trying to use G-Max Metronome. <laughs> the answer is always no, but the answer is always yes. So, so the thing, the thing, the thing I like about that answer is one, it sounds like something that Game Freak would actually do. Yeah, right. And two, it, it it's such a th- Game Freak thing to do because it would be just that useless. And it gives you a reason to use the Ditto exclusive items, as, yeah. as opposed to Imposter, where they don't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta get that quicksilver powder yeah it's so weird but i'm so into it um those are my thoughts let me know what you think sending you love from st louis Haley. well thank you Haley. Uh, thank you Haley. uh moving on we have another one from uh from eve 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 uh eve writes to us Hey, beauties. So I kind of hate that I'm going to answer this week's question by saying that I love a Gigantamax Ninetales, and for no reason at all other than I love it a lot, and it's gorgeous, and I think it would look super cool, I am but aesthetic trash. I did have something (laughs) else for you, though. (laughs) I mean, I love that that's the answer, and it's a good answer. Like... The the only shame is that Whimsicott wasn't there to give it the inflection it deserved. That's true. A couple of months ago, you guys asked a question I completely forgot to answer, although I wanted to. I remember it as my excitement for the DLC ramps up, though. You asked me what sort of DLC we'd like to see. It occurred to me that because of the gym format, I've been blasting my insert soccer or football World Cup playlist every time that I get to one. Inspired by that, my general love of the World Cup, and by just the soccer football game in full stop, clearly a European, here's what I would say, here's what I'd be thinking would be sort of nifty. The DLC is a Pokemon World Cup and in a, is a daily rotation of battling an Elite Four from each region. Mm. The stadium look also changes with the region and features an arena where you can catch regional Pokemon. This would probably be a bit of a total beast and a coding nightmare, but dang it, a girl can dream. That's cool. Yes, okay. I've gotten the badge twice and forgotten to collect it. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> uh, so, fun fact, I think we had something very similar to that. <laughs> Gen 5. In Gen 5, it already kind of existed. Um, people do want it back. This this actually wouldn't be that big of a coding nightmare. No, it wouldn't be that bad. Like, this is something that's very people reasonable. Say that it's because it's actually impossible. This is feasible. <laughs> this is very reasonable. I think it would be cool to see like what a Hoenn themed tournament. What is the word? What is the word for that? Turn place. Yeah, place I mean, in which yeah, tournaments are held? Championship <laughs> building <laughs> arena. <laughs> Thank you. A Hoenn themed <laughs> arena would look like, or a Johto themed arena would look like. What kind of aesthetics amongst the yeah, building yeah. would change? That would be kind of neat. Water. water everywhere the only thing i wish we got was like we got like um we'd get that arena but like uh, maybe like a few more details in the background like it's probably the thing i disliked yeah. the most about all the gym battles is it was, it was just like it's always an arena right with like slight aesthetic changes mm-hmm. and the, the thing i wish that it was that they were more alive and it was something more akin to some of like the earlier pokemon Pokemon tournament gym things in the anime Pokemon tournament, I think it'd be a, an excellent example of what I want. Um, I really just want there to be a little bit more life, not just like with people in the background cheering and stuff like that. But what I would really like to see, I don't know, like a Johto one, 
like we see it and it's just like it's constantly fall because that's Johto. And you have like a tower in the background and like occasionally you can see like Ho-Oh fly by it or something like Sableye that. Sableye in a minecart going through yeah. the mines. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just you see Seth with a Sableye riding through a minecart in a really sick Indiana Jones The problem is there's no success. It's just you know, Sableye it, would be a tolerable short round. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Sableye, Sableye, Sableye. Hey, hold on to your potatoes, <laughs> Seth Vilo. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that is true uh, that is true uh all right seth speaking of you and your your sableye name short round um read this email uh from from mythwing all right hi gang this is mythwing i'm on the discord but i'm not super active i found the podcast while being bored out of my mind at my part-time job me too really been enjoying the last few episodes my favorite types are fairy and steel by the way as for which Pokemon should get a G-Max, the Gen 4 starters. I mean, does Torterra need an explanation? Go full Avatar The Last Airbender Lion Turtle with it. And Empoleon could turn into an Iron Maiden-esque juggernaut. Infernape would probably be the hardest, as a design around speed and swift strikes typically doesn't mesh with the big old boy. However, <laughs> you could go to the roots of the design and make him look even more like Sun Woon King Kong... Uh, Sun... Sun Goku, with a giant fire staff. (laughs) Who was based on Sun Wukong. Yeah, yeah, the league champion. And even more pronounced flame crown. (laughs) So he could do that. Oh, oh, that's from Mythic. He doesn't even, like, sign out. He didn't even sign out. Uh, I'm all for for some Gen 4 love, because I feel like Gen 4 is kind of been, like, sidelined for a very long time. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Um, it could be intentional because uh, they're just like, hey, we're about to do this. Until this about gen. as long as Gen 3 was sidelined before Omega Ruby, and about as long as, as Ruby, Gold, and Silver were sidelined uh, until Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver. I mean, it's just its turn. Yeah. I I agree and disagree. <laughs> because if you look at the timelines for that, it just it just keeps getting like longer and longer. Nah. <laughs> because, the the okay, look at, when was, when was Red and Blue released? 1984. Uh Okay, so 1998 in the U.S., 1996 in Japan, um, which people forget a lot, yeah. BT Dubs, that it came out two years later in America. Mm-hmm. People forget this a lot, and it bugs me to no I end. Forget that 1996 was our summer. Yeah, and and then and then what happens is we got the remake in 2004, right? And so that's eight years, eight years, six years if you're in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen Gen Two came out in 1999. Well, in japan in 2000 in the u.s and so then heart gold soul silver came out in 2010 so that's 10 years so we already see a difference that's a two year longer difference and then gen 3 came out in 2007 we got a remake in 2014 that's 11 years gen 3 came out in 2003 three in the u.s it's seven but yeah three Uh, that's what i meant 2007 was uh gen 4 in the u.s it was 2006 they, they increase it by a year each time it's fine it's fine this is fine it's we're we're at thirteen years right now. Shh, shh, it's fine. We're at thirteen years as of right now. It's fine. Like, I, the thirteenth the thirteenth anniversary happened last month in the U.S. <laughs> Just heads up. Like uh, it's been a long time, and I think a lot of those Pokemon kind of get sidelined if they're not named Lucario. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> which is which is really frustrating. I also think that um, Gen Four. Uh, I don't know why they stopped doing this. Uh, one of the things I really loved about Gen Four that they haven't done in a very long time Thick boys. Uh, is there were Pokemon in the gym that the gym leaders had that weren't the same type as the gym leader. Ooh, yeah. 
they just used moves of that type. Like the ace, the ace on the ice type gym leaders team in in Gen Four was a Medicham. Yeah, <laughs> because it knew Ice Punch, and I love that. I mean, they did that in Gen Eight just with the last gym. Yeah, no, I the weather and type I gym. I have praised that for like the past three episodes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I good. love I that like it. It's cool because I I think Pokemon gyms need to get away from types. I uh, that's what I believe. Or do it with ideas, yeah. I think they I think they need to do it based on ideas. I think getting away from being like all oh, the Pokemon are weak to fire <laughs> is a bad is a bad way to go in the future, especially with how complicated types are now. Um, well, types playing different roles now because I mean you have Ferrothorn, which is a Ferrothorn, but then you can have you know Duraldon. I don't think they play the same role at all, but they're both Steel types. So just just throwing that out there, just throwing that out there. We can we can fight about it another day. <laughs> This is Thatch's. This is Thatch's. Thatch's soapbox. Yep, that's my soapbox for today. Um, this is brought to you by Thatch's ideas. <laughs> um, okay, but moving on. Uh, th- thank you for all of your emails. There were a lot of emails this yeah. week because I think a lot of you had Gigantamax wish list, and I wish we could have gotten to them all. But reading that many emails on the show is bad. Prom- I promise if you. If only there was a way we could read them all in an easy and convenient fashion. There is. What? It's called going to the Discord server and reading the unread emails. In the unread emails. You mean there is uh, a way server. for me to read the community involvement? Yes, there is. Yay, Discord. Yeet! It's like Discord's a great place to go. <laughs> it's in the show notes. Um, yeet, say the youth. Um, <laughs> all right. But moving on, uh, if you want to do, if you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, I guess let us know if you will be competing or. Uh, or not in one of these cool online tournaments that could win you a free trip to Australia. <laughs> That's how I'm going to phrase them. It, I'm going to win my free trip to Australia. Um, so let, let us know. I, I'm definitely looking forward to it, uh, to your emails, pucklepodcast.gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, other than just going to our Discord server, which is conveniently linked in the show notes, as always, you can always keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and tw- um, Instagram. You can, of course help us out uh, by viewing some of our other content first of all our youtube content which i'm really excited about that's been getting off the ground and wonderfully i really like recording them which is good sign which means that we will record them. <laughs> youtube be popping uh, <laughs> and yeah we have a uh, fire red nuzlocke going up over there if you can go over there and watch it uh, we would really appreciate it we're trying to get to enough watch hours that we can be repartnered by youtube i'm very excited for that so if you guys can go over there and watch it, it's a good time. They're like little podcasts where Thatch interacts with the co-host for a few episodes, and then we move on to another co-host, and we play uh, Fire Red Nuzlocke. It's a really good time. Neither of you have been on it, and you should. I know. I want to. Yeah. You should. recorded twice. At the uh, three times. Three times. Um, and they're all at, in the evenings. But yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we've got plenty to go. I think right now we're recorded up to... Um, we're recorded up to Vermilion City. We haven't finished Vermilion City by any stretch. So I'm excited. a lot to go. A lot of opportunities for you guys to be there. Uh, we're not even there on the... I think we're I think we're about to take on Brock. Uh, by the time this is out, I think the episode where we fight Brock is up. Nice. And that's it. <laughs> so definitely go catch that on our YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast. If you want to watch us live, go over to twitch.tv slash Podcast, where I typically stream something at least once a week, if not two things. Um, especially with quarantine. So I've been streaming more mm-hmm. <laughs> other than that. If you want to support the show, a few ways you can do that. One, you can subscribe to us on Twitch with uh, Twitch prime membership, or I guess a regular subscription if you want as well, but Twitch prime, you get it for free. 
And then on top of that, if you would go over to T Public and buy anything over there, it really helps support us. Finally, if you buy, um, well, not finally, but if you buy Seth's favorite ramen noodles yeah. over at Vite Ramen, you can go ahead and use code Puckle over there for a 10% discount and it helps out the show as well. But finally, this is the real finally. If you go over to Puckle Podcast or Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, you can support the show in a variety of ways. Um, and you will get free giveaway Pokemon and access to our breeder bot. And I think now we're doing early releases of pay- of the YouTube videos as well. So we kind of just put them up as we edit them instead of doing our release schedule, which is right now Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. So you can just get them whenever and just binge them as soon as they're edited. Instead of being like, oh man, I gotta wait until Tuesday. So I I'm I'm very excited for that. <laughs> so on that note though, um that is everything. I have been trainer Thatch. Oh, I guess I'm first, huh? I've been Linian. <laughs> and I've been Seth Milo. <laughs> and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 